Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. For this week's episode, we are doing another Reddit Unpopular Opinions episode. Um, so we usually get seven each, and after we go through our weekly spotlights and just catching you guys up, we like to just see what kinds of unpopular opinions people have, and we'll go through and kind of say if we agree or disagree, and general consensus on Reddit as well. So, so if you're wondering how our setup is looking this week, currently... Uh, the dog is on the floor on a heap of comforters. We hope going to sleep peacefully because he hasn't napped since we've been home from work this afternoon. So now would be a great time for him to get a good nap in. And, he's and we tried to get him comfy on the couch and it just took some time and he didn't want to stay up here. But eventually he just has kind of settled on the floor. He so. is looking pretty zonked right now, though. So we're just going to roll hopes with it. that we continue and um, we are we're also vlogging this week so it's kind of a chaotic week i'll be curious to see how this uh week in our life comes together for real um weekly spotlight for me this week was i went to the iowa state game on saturday and the hawks won so i was excited about that and it was the first nfl weekend where all the games were on sunday there was obviously like a thursday night and monday night game as well we could talk about aaron Rodgers and that whole injury incident there's not much to say I, like, I don't have much to say on the topic torn achilles and being out for the season and just not really like the jets are just like back to being the jets now mm-hmm. after all of that um what did i do so for the iowa state game since i got a dog i didn't get to go tailgate or go to the game or anything which i had originally planned on doing before i knew i was getting a dog uh but it ended up being fine because i sold my ticket to another family member and so i got my money back there and then Haley and Ashton also didn't go to the game because they have a four-month-old baby, also not necessarily conducive to tailgating and going to the game. So they have a pretty nice, I mean, they have a nice house, but like they have a nice setup as far as um, they've got like a really nice garage. They got a TV put in there on the wall. They brought their patio furniture in, which is like nice, comfortable like patio couches and some like lawn chairs and stuff that they had sitting in the garage. And just like their driveway layout and like their yard is just like a really good like Setup. Like if you're gonna watch a game in a driveway slash garage, that's their house where you want to be way to do it. And so I brought our dog there. I don't even want to say his name right now in case it wakes him up. Brought him there. He did even very well. Not, he doesn't know his name. Yeah, I'm he not, would right now. I'm not convinced. He would learn it in a split second right now. Um, and then so it was Haley and Ashton, and then their son Henry, and then me in Vegas, and then uh, he didn't even open his eyes. <laughs> and then um, Ashton's parents also showed up. It was just like a fun time he did so well there because also it's like again one of his socialization things i'm trying to bring him out and about like where i safely can and so you can bring them out in public if you bring them to people's places where you know them and you know if they have any dogs they're fully vaccinated which their dogs are he didn't even meet their dogs until like we were about to leave and he did pretty well with them so no complaints he did amazing it'll be interesting this weekend we're going out of town again like not great timing but we already had this wedding we were going to but our mom is watching him and she's a very big dog lover dog person and so she's going to try her best to kind of keep his schedule going by spending the night at our house and continuing with the crate training and then he'll go over to her house with the dogs over there and we're going to try and have him meet them this week he already met one of them went uh, very well and it went well so he'll hang out there saturday and hopefully our mom will, will report that he did manageably well and we'll have a free weekend yeah i honestly what i'm telling myself is like saturday sleep in as much as you freaking want Mm -hmm. and i doubt it's even gonna be anything crazy but 
we just haven't gotten to like sleep i've had like a love-hate relationship with like watching him in the morning because like it's kind of nice like this morning after i did all like the getting up early giving him breakfast and letting him out and like he went to the bathroom he's been pretty chill otherwise chill and like tired after that and so he usually just like curl up in my lap and like today i was able to read like another 40 pages of the book i was reading and i just have like something on the tv and it's like kind of nice to like have a a little something going on in the morning um it's also in some ways like again i can't complain either way because like you said that can be kind of nice but then also in my workout mornings where i'm like I'm okay bye yeah <laughs> so i mean it's not all bad yeah and like i act like getting up at like 6 a.m is like the worst thing in the world that's a very normal time to get up so i should just roll with it and i think the worst part we have to also remember like he's doing well all things considered yes like i don't want to say he's like being a horrible dog like he's being a puppy and that's what puppies do um but we're like we're in the worst of it also Mm -hmm. but we have to remind ourselves that like considering this is the worst of it most likely he is doing pretty well Mm -hmm. i think this is just what's driving both of us insane and like we knew this before we're going to get him because we've had puppies before but the biting stage and like where they're just trying to get a hold of everything attacks me like he'll jump on me and like not show no mercy insane it's just like he's a puppy and he keeps wanting to like bite your fingers bite your hands bite your clothes and i'm just like we'll redirect him to stuff and he like, doesn't toys care and whatever and he's like no i actually just want to like chew on your fingers yeah or like i have no issues taking him outside but with our yard set up we have like this big grassy yard lots of room to run and play around which i would happily do with him and he has no interest in, he has no interest in like actually just like playing and running around he'd much rather pick up a rock from the garden pick up a wood chip by the tree play with the plants and i'm like oh my god so we're debating getting like a stick a stake to put in the yard with a leash just so he can like go outside safe and like we could probably watch him from like inside if all he wants to do is like freaking lay on the grass and do nothing but then he wouldn't be able to like reach any of the things that he'd get in trouble with yeah that's been annoying just like making sure like we know what's in his mouth at all times yeah because he'll want to pick up the rocks he'll want to i care less about the plants now but like he can't pick up plastic and rocks and wood chips so Mm-hmm. anyways um again all things considered doing very well somehow sleeping through like most of the night in the yeah. crate going to the crate on his own potty training's going well um i do think he might have had an accident today but it's kind of hard for me to tell but there was like some discoloration on like what pad we have in his crate so i have to assume he mm-hmm. peed which is weird though because he usually can go like he hasn't had any accidents in the crate and like that was only like less than two hours between grandma letting him out and you letting him out yeah. and he usually can hold it much longer than that so i don't know but no he hasn't he hasn't pooped inside the house once he no, almost did he did almost our rug and the i'm this close to getting rid of our twine to, like, rug move it and store it and maybe he won't stop he'll stop going over there so much because i think inside he's like oh if i need to go inside like this is where i can go but and no you go nowhere inside enough talking about the dog um anything else weekly spotlight wise did you say weekly spotlight uh probably just going to the game also like we did a little game but going to haley's yeah we did a little monday night football at our dad's house again taking vegas with us i just i think it's nice to get him used to seeing as many people as possible he's already met our dad he's met haley and ashton but like just you know continuing to say like these are people that you're going to see all the time and that was his first time going to our dad's house he did pretty well there he didn't have any accidents inside Again, Megan and I watching like a hawk. to just like keep going outside because that's what he wants to do. It's funny though because like, oh like 
uh our dad's like oh like you know he hasn't got he hasn't ruined anything yet and i'm like you don't understand he like cannot ruin stuff because we were watching him literally 24 7 mm-hmm. <laughs> like he can't so otherwise i would just be staring at him letting him ruin something so yeah i think it's just like the mental fatigue is probably the worst of it right now for us of just like constantly having to, like like as soon up, as he's around at the end of the night because he'll have like probably another like period of time where he's awake when we have to cook dinner still but like when he's out for the night he started going in his crate that's another highlight mm-hmm. the crate train is going well when he's ready to be done for the night sometimes even before sierra and i are ready for him to be done for the night he'll just like walk in the crate and he's ready to just fall asleep yeah and then he like is totally fine with us turning off the lights turning off the tv closing the crate he locking him in he's whine. chilling like he's like okay i am out i'm ready to sleep so that's nice and we were kind of like, do we fight anymore? Like, he won't stay out. We're still, yeah. Try and we try out. to keep him up later to, like, try and get him closer to that 6 o'clock time when we're okay with getting up. Because, like, otherwise it gets cut at, like, the 4.30, 5.30. It's, like, you don't have a whole lot of time where then you're going to, like, sleep in. Um, but, like, he's just not quite making it recently. So, it is what it is. Anyway, book, book updates. updates. <laughs> book updates. <laughs> we need to make a little, like, oh, jingle. Um, I finished reading... Love Theoretically by Ahi I really enjoyed it. Is it your favorite of the three? Or do you have a favorite? It's hard to tell. Because I know, like, the love hypothesis was, like, cracked me. For some reason, I read it in, like, less than a day. But I think that it might be, like, concept-wise, my favorite of her books. I think it probably, like, when you read a book fast, it, like, makes it, like, better. Mm -hmm. But since she got this, like, right before we got the dog, and then, like, we've been busy and stuff, Mm -hmm. it kind of slowed you down a little bit more than I'm sure it would have. Um... But what I did like, because I feel like what's common with a lot of Allie Hazelwood's books, if you're familiar and you've read them, you know that, like, the guy is always supposed to be, like, this standoffish dude who, like, the girl is, like, he doesn't like me. He was standoffish at first, but for, like, a good reason. And, like, when I say at first, I mean, like, literally at first. And then he's, like, like very openly like, Where it's, like, Emily Henry, I feel like it's, like, it's a quick turnaround if they are. Yeah. Like, he was then, after, like, the turnaround, it was, like, very, like, oh, I like you, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then just, like, her having to be, like, oh, like, maybe I will say yes to, like, going on a date with him and all that stuff. I need stuff. to, hold on. So, Maggie texted me. First of all, she's asking for, like, um, a book, what book she should read next. And so, I'll share, and me and Sierra can, like, live share what we're going to recommend. Archer's Voice. I thought she already read that. Love in Other Words, Summer Book and Rolls. Um, I feel like I honestly want to be, like, read an Emily Henry book. But if she doesn't have it, then she's not going to. Um, I'm going to suggest love in other words and then also i keep this is the first i've heard of this today but on tiktok like now i've seen like five of them in a row since getting home from work like people are like saying you need to ask all the men in your life how often they think of the roman empire and i saw one specifically today that just like was screenshots of like different people's responses and you need to ask dad that because you know dad would be like zero all the time so maggie sent sam's response to and i'm guessing he's just joking but yeah he is um oh Haley was oh yeah i forgot Haley read that book too Haley also said love in other words but that's technically the only one she's read so she can't really suggest the others unless she just is like go crazy go crazy girly um your book update my book update last i spoke um i was probably finishing um or maybe i maybe i read this after we last talked after I finished um, 
what was my second book that I was reading for our video? Um, Meet Me at Midnight. No, that's the Taylor Swift lyrics. What happens after midnight? midnight? Um, you could skip it. I like. I'm already gonna say this in the book we or the book video we do. Like, not necessary. And then I read. Maybe I did say this. The Golden Hour of You and Me by Katie Jamila. It's on Kindle Unlimited, and I read another one of her books that I rated five stars. This one, I gave a three point seven five because I just felt like it was too long for what it was plot wise. I didn't have any like super big issues. But just, like, there's not enough happening in the book to justify the 460 pages that it is. So my review is, like, this could be, like, 200 pages less, and I think you'd get everything out of it that you needed to. It was a fun, cute story, small town, grass to go back to, like, help with some family stuff. And then this guy is also coming in because he's, like, a financial advisor. And is supposed to be, like, helping out with the finance stuff related to like her dad is getting Alzheimer's so they're trying to get things like sorted out and figured out and so he's like living in with this family For which reason. is like what <laughs> um and so then love ensues like that's all um anyway current reads funny enough Megan and I like swapped our birthday picks yeah so Megan was like okay I'm reading I want to read a romance and I think the only one that we have left at this point that you haven't read is the seven year slip which is well, the, book the one that you also I... just read but you were busy reading it Oh, right. Love theoretically. So I'm currently reading Seven Year Slip. I'm hoping I can finish it today, but that'd still be kind of like a lofty goal. Do you like have an idea of what you're thinking of reading? It's it? probably still going to be four stars, but I am really enjoying it. Okay. And it's been a quick, fun read. I don't know why, because like I knew what it was about, but like for some reason I thought it wasn't like fully in the romance genre. Like I thought it was like maybe going to be like a little more literary fiction, but it's not. It's just. Is it romance. giving just like heaven? Um, kind of. I don't know. I don't fully remember that movie. With Mark like, Ruffalo I, I and Reese Witherspoon? Do, I do, but, like, I don't. Okay. I'll have to come to that conclusion myself then. I then am reading Fourth Wing by... I don't even know. Oh. Who is it by? I don't know. Rebecca Yaros. Yes. Slay. Uh, which is the book that Megan picked. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm, like, literally only 30 pages in. But I'm excited to see what the hype is about. I've heard... It- because, like, I was, like... I Did Jack know. Edwards... I know he read it. What he rate it? Because you follow him on Goodreads. Um... Because I... One point in, four stars. That's pretty good for him. I was, like, kind of hesitant on, like, when exactly I want to read it. Because I know that second one doesn't come out until November. And a lot of people were saying, like, if you haven't read it yet, like, wait to read it. Because you're going to want to, like, read the second one. Which but I was, then, like, I, also I was kind of thinks it builds anticipation for, like, the release date. Um, and so... And November's not that far away. Yeah, Jack rated it four stars. The Goodreads on this is insane. It's a 4.66 with almost half a million reviews. I feel like... I'm just like... There's no way I'm going to give it five stars. Like, right? I just feel like I won't. Even, like, but like four stars. Like, I know everyone says the second book is the best, but, like, I just, like... It's an enjoyable series, but, like, I don't know if, like... It's not, like, the series for me, I feel like. I feel like it's just... It's not going to have the hold on me it does. I feel like you need to include that TikTok you sent me of, like... This is basically how I felt because that TikTok totally described how I was feeling. What do you mean include it? Like I oh, like in the video? Like, yeah. You need to be like, this is basically what Megan was saying. Did and you I say would, that? Like, were you ha- did you have like a talking clip or something? I felt like I was kind of like, there was multiple points where I was talking about the book just being like, I feel like I'm not getting it. I feel like I see everything else online. You're like, is this the book? The is this the right book? Yeah. And then like, it's not even, no one's talking about the people that are in this book. <laughs> okay. Is what I feel like. Okay. Um, Anyways, that's kind of it for books. Should we go into the unpopular opinions? We should. I think I might have, like, one more than you or something, so I 
we'll start. Okay. Okay. First one. Being friends with your exes is a green flag. I've never really understood how people think being friends with your ex is a red flag. Being able to have a friendly relationship post-breakup shows maturity and growth. It shows you are capable of putting differences aside and remaining amicable with someone who you were vulnerable with. Breakups are never easy, and it takes a bigger person to not demonize their ex simply because you are no longer in a relationship. As long as the nature of the breakup and relationship was not abusive, I always take it as a green flag when a new potential partner is friends with their exes. Friends versus, like, would be willing to say some nice things about you, I feel like it's different. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I would say my one ex of two months from four years ago, I would probably, like, I don't have anything rude to say to him. And I don't think he would have anything, like, bad or hurtful or mean to say anything about me. You're like, that being said, that being we haven't said, spoken. <laughs> right. So I feel like that's a little different. I do think, like, because my philosophy is also kind of, like, unfall on everything. I don't need to talk to you again. Like, there was no friendship before. There doesn't need to be a friendship after type of thing. We don't run in the same circles. I think a nice clean break is, like, the best mentally for me when I'm, like, in that situation the one time I have been. <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like it can coexist with being, like, this wasn't for us, but you're a fine person. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's – I'm willing to, like, be flexible in this. If you were, like, in a big friend group with someone and that person you dated was also in that friend group before you started dating, and then you stopped, like, you started dating, you stopped dating, and, like, that friend group still kind of exists, mm-hmm. I'm willing to, like, be flexible. Like, you'll maybe hear him out. I feel like it's more so kind of, like, you have to still be respectful of, like, how you communicate with that person, especially, like, if you now have a new significant yeah. other, and making sure you're not, like, crossing any lines or any boundaries. But if not, then... But it I definitely okay. I do take it as a red flag when someone like does talk super negatively about negatively about like all of their exes because then you're like, like okay, it, are they the problem or are you the problem? And then I'm like, I'm also you know questioning your judgment here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if they are really that bad, my goodness. Like can you not? And then you're interested in me. What does that say about me? Yeah. My first one, unless you have any fun comments or anything, is that gym clothing it shouldn't be revealing. Um. I don't feel like I need to, like, read their little, like, edit thing. But. Okay. I'm assuming this is saying, like, is, are they going to the extreme of, like, women shouldn't wear sports bras to the gym? Like, they should always have, like, a shirt on over top? Or is it time of, like, interesting designs? The cut of the top? Is our leggings considered they revealing? they shouldn't wear stuff that's revealing where like, going somewhere like the grocery store would be awkward. I mean, I'm someone who, like, would wear whatever I wear to work out to the grocery store. So is that, like, just to question my level of comfort? Not that I would consider, like, my workout clothes super revealing, but I usually work out in, like, leggings and a crop top. I am always... You can wear whatever you want, first and foremost. But I do think, like, there are certain things that, like, if you're wearing it to the gym, people might not be, like, sex- trying to sexualize you or do any of that, but, like, They're like if whoa. you're wearing an outfit where someone's like, whoa there, wow we're in a public place like i feel like that kind of reaction cause is honestly more so like people being like i would not do that you know what i mean yeah which is a fair reaction to have you're able to say like oh wow like i would not be wearing that yeah i'm trying to think if i've like seen any like really like i would not be wearing that to the gym type of situation but none are popping in my head right away I feel like you've got to just use your best judgment. It's also, 
it is a little bit unfair because this is a lot it's super easy to make this one-sided towards women like i can think of a million times where like men have worn like those well, super like here's what about like those like tank top man would be shirtless in the gym i'd be like what are you doing well, and they could have allowed. like they could have the skinniest little like there was a tiktok i saw where like a guy was working out shirtless and like someone or i don't know if it's someone that worked there just like someone in the gym came up to them and like his whole thing was like you're not the boss of me and whatever and it was like you need a shirt in the gym what are you doing Mm-hmm. but like you've seen those guys where it's like they'll make those like cut off tank tops where they're basically it's basically like you're shirtless yeah and i mean i feel like people be like okay you know whatever mm-hmm. so it's harder to flip that in the reverse of like what would that mean for like a guy then yeah unless he's like wearing like underwear shorts <laughs> which i have yet to see a guy wear that at the gym but I feel like for women, it's like, oh, their leggings are like super distracting because like their butt is so visible or like mm-hmm. their top, you can see their boobs through it. And it's like, well, it's the shirt that like you, they just have boobs. So it's hard to flip that. Yeah. Anyway, dress in a way that makes sense. Dress appropriately for the gym in the sense that it is not like questionable by the public in the sense of like public indecency don't hit you know that gray area and make it appropriate for working out so that you can actually do your workout with no issues okay next one anything but country is a valid expression of musical taste let me say that it's not an ironclad rule by any means personally i'm a latent johnny cash fanboy but since at least the 2000 financial crisis if not decades earlier the genre has only received deeply unearned fame fame and popularity it along with similar popularity of twilight and the Bayformers series, I have no idea what that is, will make some believe in the concept of an anti-culture, a non-culture. I don't really know what they're saying. Especially when the country music people listen to uh, has little or has next to no artistic or musical value, and the less said about how country music concert goers behave, the better. Um, So when somebody says they listen to anything but country, it's not an expression of snobbish elitism, nor is the setup for gotcha questions regarding the meme fad music genre Du jour. I don't know what this person is saying. They've lost her. It has almost become an expression of sanity in a world gone mad. This person, let's like ignore the this actual person and like just go with like we'll the back general. to like the unpopular opinion topic. Because it's something that people say quite a bit. It is, but it's also like I feel like you're just either for country or you're not. Mm-hmm. But like that doesn't mean the people that are for country like have no taste. I think that what it I is. I am not for country, but. There's a couple, like, songs that I'm like, okay, sure. I think, because, like, let's be real. If we're thinking about just radio songs, they do play some country, like Morgan Wallen, mm-hmm. like, a, cu- a couple country songs, you know. But typically on, like, pop radio, it's rap, hip-hop, kind of, not a lot of hip-hop, and then, like, pop. And so they're saying, oh, I listen to all of this stuff, but not country. And I feel like I don't know why country is so easily distinguishable from those other genres, but like it is and so to me it's just saying like it's a different style of music usually different uh topics within the songs mm-hmm. if it, like if you care about what your songs are about like again you and i not really into country um i didn't grow up quote in the country i didn't grow up listening country i don't relate to a lot of country music so also in that sense i'm like it doesn't hit quite as hard for me talking about like boot scoot boogieing and 
get my cowboy boots on and my mm-hmm. country hat like it just it's not relatable for me so i feel like that also knocks it down a few points for me not just every pop song or hip-hop song is relatable either but i don't know i just feel like country is like the enjoyment is also like the understanding of the lyrics and like relatability my next one brand name actors ruin movies Huge actors that everyone knows of usually make a movie worse and not better. It completely ruins the immersion the whole time I'm watching it. I'm so painfully aware that the character is just an actor playing the role and it isn't real. Um, I guess comedies would be the one exception, but action, horror, romance, and thriller are always far better off with actors I've never seen or heard of before. I've never had this issue except for one time recently. For some reason, Matt Damon in Oppenheimer, I was just like, that's Matt Damon. I don't know why because usually I've seen a lot of Matt Damon movies and I'm just like oh that's in the margin I was like that's whatever his character's name was Watney yeah Mark Watney so he's still a Mark no I see that's me confusing Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon um but yeah for whatever reason in Oppenheimer I was just like what's he doing here I feel like I haven't had like this much of a thought about like oh if I was for or against it until like um since I've started reading and now I have like romance books and these romance books are like now being adapted to movies and TV shows and films and people like go and make fan casts and stuff of like, Oh, these people should play like these characters. Some of them like I'm okay with. Um, and then some of them I'm kind of like, I really just think they need to pick like a random person off Mm -hmm. the street that I've never heard of in my life. So that like, okay, this person I've never seen before in my life. This is Gus from Beach Read. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so in that sense, I feel like I am kind of like, ugh, I don't want to know like who this actor or actress is. Right. Like, or like you for know, it ends with us, that cast is just yeah, like, that's I was just bringing up. it so seems like it's just not making sense in my mind. Especially because, um, who's the guy? Baldoni. Yeah, Justin, Justin Baldoni. Baldoni. I'm like, that is so not even close to what I pictured Ryle looking like. Are it's they, like make, was, are they was making saying, this baby um, still? I don't know. Theo. Yeah. What's his last name? Um, yeah, Theo. I can't Theo James. Is Theo Bond. <laughs> um, and he's a big name actor, so, like, everyone's fan casting him, and, like, that's not the same thing about what we're talking about, because then they, like, would be for having a brand name actor. But still, there's just certain people where you're kind of like, that's not what I was picturing. I honestly, I'm fine with brand name actors. I, aside from that Matt Damon thing, haven't really had a moment And usually, honestly, like, a for a big movie, like, if I like an actor or like an actress. Like, people talk about stacked casts all the time. Right. And it makes you want to go see a movie. So, I have no issues with it. Like, I, I can get it. I've had, like, a moment where I'm like, how does this not happen? Like, how do I not just, like, know this famous person and, like, think of them as, like, that is only Angelina Jolie. But I just don't. Like, my, I step into the theater, I sit down, and I'm like, oh. That's Maleficent, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one. Most self-proclaimed night owls aren't actually night owls. They just have a poor sleep schedule. This I is probably like true. I agree with this, but also, like, what? who's to say? I'm just like, if you work in the world and you work a typical nine to five, like, and you say you're a night owl, like then you will not be sleeping eight hours. Yeah. But if you don't have the constraints of a normal nine to five and you just kind of shift your whole day, you could be getting seven, eight hours of sleep and then 
it'd be working. My next one is Monopoly is a boring game and I never understood the hype for it. I read this and I was like, I've never, I have never understood Monopoly. Monopoly either. Like, I've never once played a full game of Monopoly. And I've had people ask if I want to play it. Why? I'm like, no. Like, I, I've heard how long this game takes. I understand it's like a, a real estate concept and you're trying to just like basically buy out everything on the map and then like get a Monopoly. First of all, how do you win the game? Do you just have the most money at the end? Oh, is it after everything's been purchased? Oh, sorry for the yawn. I, I just have ends. like literally no interest in the game at all. I have never once played it and I never will. <laughs> the best board game is I've always liked Life. Like if you're talking about just like a true classic board game, Sorry can be fun. Trouble's also pretty similar to Sorry, I feel like. But I haven't played Sorry in forever. Um, Megan and I don't play a ton of board games. We mm-hmm. uh, are into our unlock exit games. Highly recommend. For Those our are better. Riddle strategy people. People are huge into Catan. And I'm scared to even I, enter that realm. I think that's something like, I know everyone loves it. Like, I've never heard someone like mention it. seems like it. a gateway, like Dungeons and Dragons kind of vibe. I just feel like there's too much to it. Like, you know how, like, you start learning a new game, you're just like, it's a barrier. It's a huge barrier because you just, there's too many rules. You never played it before and you don't feel like learning something. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not like, I don't have a huge group around me regularly where it's like, okay, we're going to play Catan every Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. No interest, but maybe eventually I'll learn how to play it. Is it my turn next? Yes. Okay. It's okay if you're 25 plus and never been in a relationship. I'm 26 and pretty much have only had maybe one real real relationship and just failed situationships and random hookups throughout my life due to my upbringing and social anxiety and also considering I'm not necessarily conventionally attractive. It's made my dating life harder than normal. The few people I was actually interested in dating rejected me um, and wasn't into me and the few people who actually wanted to date me, I wasn't into them. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Obviously, I almost have to agree with this because I'm 24 and have not been in a relationship. I do relate to this person saying, like, I feel fine having not been in a relationship, but I do wonder, like, when I start dating, people are like, oh, like, it's common to ask about past relationships and stuff. And I'm like, I ain't got none. If that's going to be, like, something that holds them back. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I also have to agree. But then I have a question for you. Because, like you said, you have been in a relationship. It was two months. But do you still feel like in your heart of hearts, you're like, I've never been in a relationship in my life? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. And I it's almost like, like, is the two month one like worse? <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I've only been in one relationship and it's two months. And I feel like what it almost was more so than anything was probably just like an extended talking stage where like, I don't know. I, really I have. Don't know another follow-up question or comment or concern not really concern um but it's just been something i think i've been thinking about when you obviously enter into a relationship and you're committed to like we are boyfriend and girlfriend we are officially dating then at that point the dynamic switches from like okay now we like owe each other something we owe each other like information on our schedules we owe each other time we owe each other like a commitment to one another versus like the talking stage i feel like it can be so easy to say like well i don't know you like, at what point are you like, I know you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
when I'm just getting to know someone, I'm like, I don't know you. Like, I don't owe you anything. Or also, too, it's like, and I'm older now than I was in this relationship. And, like, I don't want to act like I was, like, immature then. And I'm super mature now and, like, whatever. But it's, like, it's interesting because at that time, it was, like, I was kind of just focused on, like, the then and now. And it's, like, I knew, like, things that was, like, okay, this is going to work for me. This isn't going to work for me. But it's hard to, like, be that age and, like, have such little relationship experience. And then all of a sudden, like, you're kind of, like, okay, me and this person are, like, we're getting along. And, like, I like this person. They like me. That's and the all other of a sudden thing shift, I struggled with. The other thing, to, then it's, like, to shift gears and be, like, well, I don't know if I see myself marrying you. Like, I just, and I know, like, some people say when you know, you know. But then some people are, like, you kind of have to, like, grow into it. And it's just, like, that's a very big, I like, guess, just different. Because, like early on it was like this is good this is fine that <laughs> <laughs> he's getting really comfortable so he, just like, just... he just like torpedo rolled like down the side of the so it was sheet. like during it i was like okay this is good fine but then i was also kind of like i don't know if i see myself marrying this person i don't know i just feel like it's going to be interesting i just here's the other thing is that i haven't talked to like a ton of people but like you know i've had you know moments of talking to other people and I feel like I have not had that moment of like, oh my God, like I need to date this person. Like I really am interested in like getting to know them and like, like I worth. need to date them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so when does that happen? When does that feeling? <laughs> like I need a little bit, <laughs> need a little bit more insight into that. Cause I'm just like, this seems like we've talked about this. You don't want it to feel like work. Right. And I feel like it's one thing when it starts like in high school and then you like kind of grow into each other and grow into a relationship and then like things keep working out like that's one thing but now I feel like we're old enough and at an age where it's kind of like while you're still changing and are you're going to continue to change like you kind of know in theory what you want or what you're looking for or at least like what you don't want what you're not looking for and if like if someone doesn't have something or does have something mm-hmm. you don't want, then it's kind of like, okay, well, on to the next. Yeah. I don't know. I just hope that whenever I do end up dating someone, it's like, oh my gosh, like, I need to date them. You know what I mean? The thing that I always come back to in my head, too, is like, this is more so the thought and never something I've actually had to, like, come to terms with or be, like, asking myself this question to be, like, you know, am I ready for, like, because, like, no one's, like, met my family. Um, but like in my head, I'm like, I want to like be dating someone and be like so confident in who they are as a person, whether or not like we last together or not, I want them to be like a good person and like feel comfortable having them come meet my family and like not being like, like show embarrassed. Them off like the last thing I would want is to like be embarrassed by like who I'm bringing to like meet my family mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we'll make sure. For both of us, that doesn't happen, hopefully. And whenever it does happen, who knows? But I would say it is okay if you're 25 plus and have never been in a relationship. And I think it's more common than people yeah. like to admit. This one was a fun one. I'd rather eat out for lunch than for dinner. Um, yes. This person basically just said if they had to choose between one or the other. This is this, this is easy honestly for me to like do in what college. a what a sad thing that like the nine to five kind of takes away from you. Like not that it's impossible. I've gone and like gotten lunch somewhere, but it's usually like by myself because I've got some time constraints. But like getting lunch is so much better than going out to dinner. 
mostly because I hate a lot of lunch foods. Lunch like, foods? In the sense oh. that like sandwiches are usually like what you would pack or whatever. Like you'd rather just go somewhere and like they figure out your lunch. Yes. And like our lunches are fine. Like we do our leftovers, but it's we like basically just job leftover with, dinner. Yeah. And it's fine. It's good. But like man, in college, nothing hits like, like middle of the day. In undergrad, we were just like out. living our peak life. We like, And we would verbalize that too. I feel like we'd just be like, we are so happy right now. Like we'd be looking forward to lunch every day. And did we, we, we would go out for lunch like every day. <laughs> yeah. So financially not a good choice, but, but like we were so, my heart was happy. We are so happy. Shout out to, Blaze. shout out to like Blaze, Noodles and Co. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Like we had a little moment. A little bit of Freddy's, a little bit of Panera. Those are some of our places in undergrad. And it's just like casual dining. Like that's my that's favorite really the place to be. Nothing too fancy. No long waits. Like, walk up to the counter and order. Like, that is my kind of thing. Counter service? Yes. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Er, no, it's my turn again. Okay. Curated social media sucks compared to uncurated. Social media used to be much more fun and enjoyable, and content was provided to you based off of, or based on time of post. I like to see my friends. I like to see what they're up to and what they post on the top of the feed, not uh, what some random person from a different continent posted three days ago when I don't even follow them. This Here's really depends on the app for me. I thought initially that I agreed with this person. Like when they first started switching like the Twitter, which is now X feeds to like recommended stuff and Instagram. I still don't love Instagram. That's stuff. what I was going to say is like on Instagram, like it's not an app where I want to go to have stuff like shown to me. Oh. And what's annoying now is that it used to be like it would show you the timely stuff and then you could keep scrolling and it would show you like the random stuff. Now but it now intermixes it. it and I'm like, well, what if I, I know I've missed stuff. How do I see that stuff? Yeah. Versus, I mean, it depends on probably who you follow on Twitter slash X, but I don't really follow anyone worthwhile. So I just like, and so like, I need them to show me stuff because otherwise if I go to like who I'm following, it's probably like, it hasn't been updated in a month. I feel like my Twitter is like almost exclusively sports at this point. Like a 90% of it is like sports related, which is like fun. That's kind of, it's curated to me. So obviously I keep searching that stuff or like mostly looking at stuff related to that. But, like, I feel like I mostly use it as, like, yes, I'll scroll on it, like, during the day, just, like, see what people post and, like, whatever's relevant, I will see. But it's also, like, during NFL games or Iowa games, like, I'm going on, like, Barstool on Iowa. Like, I don't follow them, but now I go to their account so much, like, every single one of their tweets is showing up during a game. So, yeah. Mm, and then TikTok is, like, I'm basically exclusively on the of, on the For You page, so. Yeah, I will stand by this opinion tiktok should be i follow a few people and by a few i mean i follow people i know and then evan smith. evan smith for his instagram ratings otherwise i'm like your tiktok should just be the for you page like that's the only if it's meant to be seen by you it will be seen like if i didn't follow evan smith his stuff would still probably pop up on my for you page because mm-hmm. you interact with it you know like whether that's just like looking at the comments staying on his page longer going and checking out his profile like it would find you same thing with uh, Brenna Berg. I've never followed her. And her stuff still pops up every once in a while. I stopped caring once she started actually dating her boyfriend. Yeah. And now she's just like, I'm probably never going to show you guys his face. And I'm like, what? So, but like when I was interested, all that stuff was popping up. Um. Okay. Next unpopular opinion. The nine to five life is great. Um. Social media has caused you to believe I'll be a millionaire by 30. I, ha- I just have to hustle and grind. 
No, just stop it. Anyone can be a millionaire, but not everyone will, and that's okay. I'm in my mid-20s, no kids, um, with a girlfriend who also works a 9-to-5. I love it. We both wake up, we get ready, we play with our dogs, go to work, come home, go to dog park or workout, eat dinner, then relax. It's mundane, but humans thrive mentally on that. It's a relaxing feeling to have a consistent schedule during the week and then have the weekend to mix things up. Um, Yeah. I mean, I agree and disagree with this. I do think people have demonized the 9 to 5 more than it needs to be. There's this one guy who, like, on TikTok. I know who you're talking about. Which, like, it's it's good and bad. Because he has, like, the most mundane yeah. TikTok ever. And, like, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also, like, goodness. Can you, like, show something a little bit more exciting? Like, to me, his just, like, life seemed boring. But it's also, like, I feel like he's kind of, like, he's capitalizing on, like, the mundaneness and, like, that's what people are commenting on. So, it's, like, you know he has more stuff going on outside of his life that he's, like, also probably not, like, showing or keeping to himself because content is just, like, yeah. curated. It's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, if someone were to watch that and be, like, I feel like it would make someone, like, spiral. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? You'd be like, but then oh also, God. like, you have people, like, hyping up me, like, this is, like, stability. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the dream. I feel like um, there are pros and cons. Like, that's just, that's the easiest way to put it. A 9 to 5 gives you stability. A 9 to 5 gives you consistency. Let's see. You I mean, can get let's your be PTO, totally real. You can get your vacation. In a perfect world, no one wants to work That's ever. what I was going to say. But the more you want to be, like, your own boss and entrepreneur, like, the more that it's all on you. And then kind of, like, instead of a 9 to 5, everything becomes possible work time. But you also get to, like... You know what I've thought about? Schedule your time. Within, like, the therapy realm. Because, like, the next thing that you would do would probably be, like, a director of rehab as, like, a step up from, mm-hmm. or, like, a manager or something. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do more work. No. I know you get paid more, but I'm like, and I, I you get, like, don't want more work. activity hasn't, like, doesn't have to be, like, as high. But I quite honestly, like, do not want to do that. So, in terms of, like, me wanting to work up, like, a corporate ladder, not going to happen. Um, so, yeah. I am consistent, like, I'm content at this point in my life with the schedule I have and, what you're you know, earning. I get to do, I get to do stuff outside of work. I don't, like, think about work when I come home. The YouTube and podcast stuff, obviously, like, we've got stuff on the side a little bit, but most of that is, like, still, like, we enjoy doing it and it fits in pretty well with our life and different commitments. And then it's different because, like, for school... Like, it wasn't really 9 to 5 because, like, you have more flexibility then. Um, But it's also, like, you had so much more studying that kind of, like, wasn't, like, set in stone. So, it's, like, you had to account for it, but you didn't have to account for it. And it's just, like, crazy because now, during a weekend, like, no studying, no exams to have to worry about. And I've enjoyed that. Like, I I wouldn't say, like, oh, I I miss school. Like, I need to, Mm -hmm. I wish I was back in school. Yeah. I think the only thing that I still, like, reminisce from, like, with school, aside from, like, it was fun to, like, be in, like, the same, you know, area as, like, a lot of your peers and stuff. Like, the thing that was nice about school was that you have, like, your off days. Yeah. Like, you just show up. You're like, I'm going to try, like, skate by today. And there's some jobs where you can do that. Unfortunately, my job is not one of those, really. Uh, So, it's kind of, I miss that aspect a little bit of, like, you know, today's not... I'm not really feeling it today. Today's not a brain day. Yeah. Okay. People shouldn't be offended by objective descriptive terms. If you are below average height, you are short. If you are above average height, you are tall. 
If you are underweight, you are thin. If you are overweight with excess muscle, you are muscular. If you are overweight with excess fatty tissue, you are fat. If you are average height or weight, you are average. Um, I am a short, slightly fat, pale, blonde woman. None of that is insulting or offensive. Don't get me wrong. Calling someone ugly, disgusting, or something of sorts is wrong, mean, and insulting, but they are all subjective. I feel like we live in a world where objective has become subjective. I was going to bring up connotations and denotations. So we live in a world, we live in a society where those are all objective things. You're not wrong by definition, maybe by saying something about someone, but it's all about how someone's going to take it. Like that's like the the connotation of being like pale or fat. Those are like negative connotations. I don't know why, for what reason, but we as a society have decided those are negative words. And so would you be wrong to call someone something if they fit that description? No, but like you're also using a word that you know. You're not stupid. Mm-hmm. You know the connotation of that word. So so do you want to be rude? Yeah. So I would say like still using a word that has a specific definition with a negative connotation you are then being using rude. an offensive term is my argument. Mm-hmm. And like also you should say like, what is the benefit of using that word? You know what I mean? Like even saying overweight is like more objective than saying fat. Yeah. You know? And like, are you a healthcare provider? Like why are you saying this word? Yeah. <laughs> Who asked you exactly. about any of this? Um. Okay. I feel like we could each do one more. I have two more technically, but just time-wise i feel like okay let me look for my best one um okay handmade slash homemade pasta is worse than box pasta i didn't care about the pasta specifically but i do have an argument for potatoes (laughs) okay because my unpopular opinion is that instant mashed potatoes specifically Bob bob evans is better than any and all i honestly don't like homemade mashed potatoes there is no flavor and it takes way too much time i would just honestly rather have the bob evans instant mashed potatoes and like i've said it to my dad's face when he's working hard on thanksgiving, thanksgiving. and he's mashing up all those potatoes and he's like look at this and like i will eat them they're not gross but i just like have yeah, always enjoyed a bob better. evans potato more i'd rather have a baked potato than homemade mashed potatoes that's my hot take. Mine's like, really, I just wanted to get on a soapbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, aside of like restaurant made, like, I'm assuming restaurants, at least some of them make their noodles homemade. I don't know. I've never made homemade noodles, so I feel like I don't, I don't know the difference that much. Is what I'm saying. I've only used boxed pasta. Um, my last one, quick and easy, potentially fun one. The superior way to take pills is water first, then the pill. This is the way I've I changed it. my ways. Because I used to not do this, and now I do. If you've never had a truly vile-tasting pill, this will not or this will seem moot. But drinking the water first makes it so much easier to avoid bad-tasting pills. Hold the water in your mouth and tilt your head back, drop the pill in, and swallow it before it has a chance to touch your tongue. This is why, well, first of all, I have the time to drink for my sink faucet, and you can't put the pill in yeah. and then go underneath the faucet to get the water. So I feel like it derived from that. But I also feel like the method is superior, even if I was taking, like, a drink from a glass or something. You know I what? I feel like I only first. do it if I'm drinking from the sink. Otherwise, like, 
if I was I taking ibuprofen and had like a glass of water, I would just like do it normal still. I just don't prefer to set it on my tongue. I want it to be floating in my mouth. <laughs> I don't want to even touch it. I am such a like, I don't have an issue swallowing pills, but I'm such a like, I cannot do it quick. Like, no. There are people who I like, be like, they put, they'll take five pills, put it in their mouth, dunk it back all at once. I can do like two ibuprofen. I can do that now. But like, otherwise we're going one at a time. And then it's like, I put my water in. I got to kind of like time it right to yeah. be like, I'm not going to choke right. And then I'll swallow it. There was, um, I just took one of your algae pills and that's like the biggest pill that I've taken in a while. It wasn't like hard or anything, but I was like, really like I got, I meant to more for paying myself. <laughs> but you know that one medication that I was taking when I was sick a couple years ago when you're in Iowa City and like, I swear to God, the pill was like the size of a quarter or something. It wasn't that big, but like it was huge and I had to take two of them at a, not at a time, but like, you know, within one dosing, you're supposed to take two. And like, I would just about choke every single time I was taking it. Like I was like gagging <laughs> and it was not fun. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree with this person. Water first, then the pill, and then you never have to touch the pill to your tongue. That is all of our unpopular opinions. These are always fun episodes to do, so we hope you guys enjoyed it. And Everyone give a little shout out to Vegas in the comments that he cooperated this week. And we can only hope for continued cooperation in the future. Yep. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.